I'm, I know very little about you. We have awkwardly <laughs> stared at each other for the last eight minutes. It's everything about the concept is what we don't do anymore. We don't just have conversations with people where there's not an agenda. Right? It's like meeting a stranger in a parking lot or something and then like, hey, you want to have coffee? <laughs> yes. Oh, so how are you, you doing? How's your day? <laughs> exactly. Well, we are live here, Coffee with Humans, with my soon-to-be new friend, Christina. She's still actually a stranger. I only met her about eight minutes ago. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans. Two people just bumping into each other randomly and then saying, hey, let's grab coffee. Before we got on the broadcast, I was thinking if we could have this discussion anywhere, where would that be? And I came up with, we, we could be sitting in Iceland in a hot spring. <sighs> Lovely. If you could have this discussion anywhere, where would it be for you? Love this question. I'm stumped right now. I'm not really a uh, beach person in terms of getting in with the aquatic life, but I do like to be near it and feel the breeze from it. Yeah. And so anywhere by a beach. What drew you to clicking the button to have coffee with me? was searching and I found this one and it grabbed me. It pulled me in and it just seemed your podcast and Coffee with Humans seemed very welcoming that you were really eager and enjoyed just making meaningful connections. Coffee with Humans is like Sunday brunch. <laughs> I love Sunday brunch. <laughs> okay, good. Because, well, you're in the right place. Only sure. there's no food. Um, <laughs> this is Coffee with Humans live with my new friend, Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome to Coffee with Humans. Thanks for having me. So Erica says this is like Sunday brunch. She also said something like, it seemed that you were welcoming and really wanted to uh, make connections. And uh, I'm curious, how did how, how did you come about to clicking the button to have coffee with me? Well, actually, I was having a conversation with somebody that I value as an individual um, whose name's Matt Mormon, and he had kind of led me your direction. And then when I realized it was live, I'm like, you know, hey, no filters, no 35 different takes. Let's just get on and hash it and see what happens. Yeah, this is not this is not uh, edited down in any way. Uh, yeah. it's it's just us, man. And I think it's I think it's interesting and valuable that that uh, two people could get together just to chat and see where it goes, and then invite the entire world into that. I think it's unique. It's very very much so, and you know, being from. Like I said, North Dakota or growing up in North Dakota, that's a place where you get a telemarketer or a wrong number that dials into you and have a 45 minute conversation with an absolute stranger. <laughs> yeah, because so, there's nothing else yeah. going on. Pretty much. I mean, I've actually called my mother before to talk to her and she says, hey, can I call you back? And an hour later and I'm like, well, what were you doing? She goes, oh, I got a call from somebody and we were sharing recipes that she had never met. So I was like, there you go. There's my priority list. <laughs> I had a guy at the yeah. gym stop me yesterday. Uh, he, he's like, hey, how do you enjoy class? And I was like, oh, it's it's good. He says, you're going to be back? I said, yeah, probably. And, and he <laughs> said, and then about 20 minutes later, I found out that he had, he had recently discovered that he had a new, um, what was it, uh, uh, half-brother from from years ago. The dude is has got to be 70 and uh, he he's now discovered he's got a half brother, and and I I heard all about this thing, <laughs> so that's interesting. Unsolicited, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's you know that's kind of how life is. Sometimes you go to lunch to have lunch by yourself and end up in a two hour conversation with somebody you've never met. So yeah, I think that's all right. Yep. Well, I'm I'm from the Chicago area. Where are you from? 
I'm originally grew up in North Dakota, but I currently live and reside in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Okay. Awesome. How, why Colorado Springs? You know, um, there's kind of a joke, you know, in North Dakota where you can basically go to sleep and wake up and watch your dog run away for three days because <laughs> it's so very flat. And if it's windy, you just, oh, that's dirt from Montana. That's dirt from Idaho. You know, you can kind of, it's just very flat and very brutally cold in the winter and all that fun stuff. Um, I came out here to visit friends and realized I could live on the side of a mountain. So that kind of drew me this direction. Yeah. That's how that's I quite a difference going from North Dakota to the mountains. Yeah, I would say. And I mean, the growth in Colorado since I've been here, I've been here since about 2004, um, is pretty incredible. Um, it's this, the States essentially has exploded from a popular standpoint. Yeah. So it has a certain cachet about it. You know, I mean, every, every state seems to have a personality and then you hear certain, uh, cities or something like that from a certain state and you're like, Oh, Colorado Springs. Oh, you're from Colorado. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely carries a little bit of a, a vibe, so to speak. And then when you get into Colorado, you know, growing up in North Dakota, it's kind of the same across the state. It's very similar, you know, um, out here. I mean, every city, in my opinion, has its own identity and it's pretty interesting. I had a, had a long, or obviously people from North Dakota tend to stay there because it's small. I mean, if you've ever ridden with my father driving through Denver, you would <laughs> probably need to change your pants. Um, you see the tires smoke at least five times. So, and a lot of yelling, but, um, you know, just not, I mean, I grew up in a town of 135 people. Oh, wow. And then before Colorado Springs, I went to college in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And I mean, that was 26,000 West students. And then you drop into Denver and it's, you know, three, 4 million and, you know, Colorado Springs. I mean, we're probably pushing a million, not maybe not census, but with all the military bases here, it's, you know, if you've got a better tax situation in your home state, it doesn't make a lot of sense to change your, your residence. So, yeah, totally. But, yep. That's a, and it's a booming community. So that's a really small town to grow up in. I don't have any, uh, I've, I've been through North Dakota and I, th yeah. I think it's, it's got a, it's got a certain personality, um, a certain, um, uh, not in a negative way, but like a homeliness, like, a like this is just, you know, everybody's, everybody's kind and everybody's friendly and everybody knows you, yeah. and, you know, no, well, there's I mean, no strangers. Yeah. It's, it's one of the few places that I've been where if you blow a tire, you might have seven people fighting <laughs> over who helps change it. Right. <laughs> um, and, and none of them are trying to mug you. So it's, right. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Um, you got to work pretty hard to get on people's bad side there. It's just a very different experience. Um, community is big deal. I mean, everybody in that town was like family. In fact, uh, you know, we get our licenses at 14 in North Dakota, which oh, wow. handing a license to a 14 year old being an insurance broker in, in Colorado Springs, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, uh, there was a gentleman that used to live on the outskirts of town and sometimes I would run late on a curfew and he, I would pull into the house and my parents would be standing there at like one in the morning going, why were you driving 95 miles an hour down the street? 
Well, that's because he was radar clocking all the kids coming in late on curfew. And then he would call their parents and tell them how fast they were driving. So yeah, it's definitely different. It's, it's in, in a really good way. But like yeah. you said, I mean, you go to a eat out or do something. I mean, everything's like your mom's kitchen. It's just a very different, unique place to be. There's a peace and a rest to it. I, I find that, that is hard to, it's hard to find that anymore. I think in, in certainly in larger, in larger cities, it doesn't exist, it seems, but no, there's a piece of rest kind of throughout the state. It's definitely quiet. Um, you know, if you sleep with your window open, the things that you can hear, I mean, you can all, almost hear like bugs crawling in the, in grass. It's so quiet. So, um, coyotes and I mean the wildlife, I mean, it's just, to me, it's a very safe place to grow up, obviously, with the populace being so small. Uh, there's not a lot of craziness. I mean, your biggest issue is boredom and then bars. So um, it's uh, there's there's a gentleman on social media that does a kind of like a podcast or like a YouTube channel about the Midwestern towns. And he does this entire skit about what it's like to go to these little town bars. And at one point the bar runs out of pizza and he's like, Oh, what do you think you need? Like five, six, I'll run home and grab some out of the freezer. Like that's just how it is. You know, people just help people and it's just a different, slower pace. And, and I, I remember it was big talk when they got a credit card machine for the, uh, the uh, gas station oh. because then you didn't have to call the owner or the person who managed it at, four in the morning because you had family leaving really early to catch a plane flight that you have to drive two hours to get to. Yeah. So it's uh, definitely a different lifestyle, but I wouldn't change it. I mean, it's a good basis. Yeah. Do you think it's that sort of lifestyle and that um, getting back to kind of like why you, why you wanted to have coffee um, with me, the, that sort of simple, simple interaction, unedited, uh, just, you know, sit down, have a chat with somebody and enjoy the time. Is that, does that kind of come from your North Dakota experience? You know, I think it does. Um, I tend, I've always been kind of a people person. I'm always interested in what people are up to. Um, I might get a little bit of nosiness from my mother, which is fine. Um, but just, you know, having a sense or I've always had this driving need to like leave people better than the day that I met them. So um, I've kind of been on this kick lately where when I meet people and they're hee-hawing around about something that they've wanted to do for a while, um, I kind of like to be that foot similar to like 300 and kick them into the well. Like, you know, hey, I want to uh, do stand-up comedy. Well, guess what? There's an open mic night on Wednesday. I'll show up at 7. You'll be there. And actually, I did it last night for a gentleman. Did you and really? Yeah, he, he kept talking about he wanted to do it. So I, we took him one time and I, I mean, he was nervous, but it was amazing to watch because he's got a really good talent of kind of like meeting people or, you know, getting in front of them and being entertaining. So I'm like, why not, you know, put put it out there and see what happens? Yeah. Because at worst, you really want to talk about this for the next 10 years and then <laughs> you never do it. Totally. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of where I've been putting my time is, you know, if you get to know people and especially in business or any interaction, um, 
it's almost like interviewing, you know, because time's valuable. I mean, time's money, all the cliches. Um, who do you want to spend that time with? And, and is it worthwhile for both parties? And is there, you know, a benefit to, to interacting with people? Um, yeah. When we've all met those people, I mean, I've got friends even from home that, you know, sometimes you're wondering, like, how are we still friends? Because every time we go do something, like you make me crazy, but you know, it's kind of one of those deals where, uh, you know, like the little guy that used to go to the bar and pick fights and then expect his friends to beat everybody up, kind of that deal. So, fun and games. That's awesome. I I uh, I acknowledge your uh, uh, thing about keeping or, or like giving people a push, making mm-hmm. it. It's almost like making it a safe space because they they want to do. They wanted to do something like that guy. He wanted to do it. He just didn't know how to make it safe and wasn't sure that anybody was going to come along with him. And when he found out that you kind of created that space for him, you know, it's awesome that he stepped into it. Yeah. Now it's, I've done it quite a bit recently. It's just been, it's been fun interactions because again, it's providing value. Maybe, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, I'm 41 years old. I've done a lot of things and met a lot of people and traveled a lot of places. Okay. So it's like, and, and you always hear people go, well, God, I wish I'd have done this. It's like, well, you have one life. And the fact that we're all here is pretty amazing considering statistically how hard it is just to be born. Um, what do you want to do? Like, look back and just regret everything you did. Um, take a chance. I mean, failure is the best, best teacher, in my opinion. I know a lot of really dumb, successful, like everything they do turns to gold. And then all of a sudden they have that one situation that completely takes them off kilter. And all of a sudden you're admitting them in a straitjacket when they've got all these positive things. It's just, they've never experienced the bitter taste of that, that defeat, so to speak. Yeah. But you know, and it's funny, I run into 20 somethings and, and they're just like, man, you know, 24 years old, I don't feel like I'm doing anything because they're watching social media people. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you don't have that silver spoon or that individual that's basically viewing you as a business. And I tell everybody in their 20s, I'm like, in your 20s, if I was going to make a recommendation, do everything short of a felony. Because <laughs> come 30, it's time to grow up and you're going to have responsibilities that you think you have at 24 and you're going to laugh about this. You know, because oh, obviously. <laughs> I feel like that? I should put a disclaimer on this show now. <laughs> Well, it's just, it's kind of just a, a, a kind of a term or a, a saying that I coined. Obviously, I'm not, you know, saying you should go out and get arrested, but. Well, there was, I, I had a, I had a friend who said something like, I'll try anything twice. The, <laughs> the first time could have been a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, but. You never know. I mean, <laughs> you know, you mean, even today I've been watching, uh, all this stock market stuff that's going on. Okay. With you with these uh, hedge funds and this Wall Street bets and in, in the Reddit stuff. Yeah. And it's pretty dang entertaining. Um, you know, just watching this stuff take off and, and people speculating and the pro- professional people that have come out and talked about it and basically having to eat words and then realizing how much meddling goes on and all that stuff. And then you realize that transcends everything. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's always somebody more wealthy. Right. Um, I was talking to a gentleman who told me that he was doing business with a guy in 
I believe it was in the Philippines. And he said that that gentleman probably has more money in one account than Jeff Bezos does total net worth. Hmm. And he said he sold him a bunch of raw material and this guy gave him as a gift two Rolls Royces. Like, wow. Here you go. And, you know, you never know who you're talking to. You right. just treat people with respect and be nice and be genuinely interested in what they have to say or, you know, let them move their time elsewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. One, uh, one of the things that stands out for me from what you've been talking about is this idea of try, you know, try everything short of a felony. I, I think it's really, I mean, it's an interesting way to, to view things. I, I wonder if younger folks who've grown up in the social media generations, um, are, are spend too much time comparing and too little time just living their own lives. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of that? I think there's evidence of that all over. I mean, you get people that are really, I mean, you're in a sense, if you're very big into social media, you're kind of taking a risk anyways, because you're exposing yourself to individuals that are going to have opinions. And there's millions of people that just, just live for putting other people down. Um, some people are affected by that, but you know, in my opinion, I mean, if someone's working that hard to put down somebody that they don't actually know, it's just a reflection of their own self-esteem and where they're at in their life. And then at mm -hmm. some point I start to feel bad for them because I'm like, man, it must be rough where you're at right now. And then that usually breaks down a wall and then a conversation takes place. Yeah. Um, just because it's like you can see the pain or the, 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 the hurt um, and then just identifying it. And it's like, Maybe there is something that I can assist you with that'll help improve your day. Um, and it's especially evident like in business when I'm dealing with clients and stuff. Um, you know, it's funny, like you'll have somebody call you upset about something and then a week later it's the next fire and they're, we're laughing about what happened. And I always tell them I'm from the Midwest. We do business on handshakes, fist fights, beers, and checkbooks. All, everything can be cleared up there. And if you still want to yell at me after five, name the watering hole and we'll figure it out. So, you know, just getting out and, and I think with this pandemic too and, and having to communicate like this all the time, it's hindered a lot of relations and relationships. And I think younger people are going to have a very difficult time kind of acclimating back in into that stuff too, you know. Um, I don't know if you've watched some of the funny uh, – outtakes like on YouTube of like staff meetings and things like that where, <laughs> yeah. you know, one gentleman, literally everybody's laughing and he's drying himself off completely in the buff thinking his camera's off and everybody's like, put on your clothes. You see so, the, uh, you yeah. see the recent one with the cat, the, the lawyer who couldn't, who, who supposedly was on the cat filter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I don't know. It's, I mean, I wonder how much of that is just staged for social media, but I you know, know I can honestly say I would probably do something like that on purpose just for laughs as an icebreaker. Sure. Um, you know, it's just, to me, it's, it's very serious. And again, you know, when you're having that face-to-face -face interaction, I mean, it's a lot different to have coffee in person as opposed to having it here. Or if this was a pre-recorded show, um, you know, we're sitting here watching it and it's like, Oh, that's pretty good. But then you think, well, how many times did they have to do this? Right. to get it to where they thought it was perfect because I've been asked to take photographs for people in public for social media 
And 75 pictures later, they finally find one where they can agree right. that not everybody looks like they, you know, don't want to look. So yeah. it's definitely I wonder, interesting. I wonder to what degree the, um, the amount of editing that occurs on, on social media posts and, and other things and the, and the speed of, of, uh, I don't know, information into one's brain and how that rewires us to, to need that speed with, you know, short TikTok videos and stuff. I wonder to what degree those types of things are hindering people's ability to simply have coherent, long conversations. I think it, it definitely is. I mean, there's, there's already uh, statistical data that shows that people have a dependency on cell phones. Um, I mean, I chuckle. Uh, I was one of the first kids in my hometown to have a cell phone um, back when you could get like a hundred minutes for $800 a month. And, okay. <laughs> you know, some of the phones were in a bag. Um, I had one of the first star tacks. The funny thing was it only worked on one hill. So the other three kids that got them later, we all ended up on the same hill trying to call each other. So I'm like, why do we even have cell phones? Um, and, and now, I mean, people are so readily available and it's like, you're never turned off. Yeah. Um, I think it's just from a quality of life standpoint, I think it's affected people in general. Um, you know, and before it was like you used to kind of be able to get away and now it's just like there's constant input i mean you can't even really hide from a bully so to speak yeah because they're able to touch you in school out of school wherever you're at you know same with just even adults um yeah you again, can't escape it to I, that one. it used but, to be that you it used to be that you could escape negative uh negative talk like you know, I'm I'm sure that back in grade school or whatever, somebody didn't like me and said something bad about me, or maybe I said something bad about somebody else. But I don't remember anymore. In the internet generation on social media, you can always look it back up, and I think that's mm -hmm. the that's where our 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 uh, we can we almost can't recover as easily, I think, from negativity as we used to be able to because used to fade now it doesn't fade it just comes back to haunt us again yeah and i mean if you see posts from people they're like a traumatic life event and all of a sudden uh your apple phone decides to show you every picture from that event that you're trying to <laughs> right. you maybe went to therapy for a year and then it comes up on the anniversary and boom here you are back in the middle of it exactly um, yeah and, and then also the people that are oversharing often yeah. um understanding that that digital footprint is there for for life um you know that that picture of you in uh going back to the short of a felony thing um you know you're on spring break doing something wild with uh you know different things and all of a sudden you finally graduate college and you finally get the job opportunity of your life and then you show up in a job interview and they got a picture of you wearing a sombrero and nothing right. else in mexico <laughs> sleeping on a beach. So it's like, Hey, where was this from? Oh, that was eight years ago. Okay. Well, so, yeah. it, it is, a, it is addictive. And I, I didn't, uh, this just came to my mind. This actually isn't today's, but I, do you ever, have you heard of uncle John's bathroom reader? Oh, okay. They don't sponsor I, me, but they should. They, it's a, <laughs> yeah, I sit down in the back of my toilet and then I like, it's a one a day calendar thing of oh, some super okay. cool information. And I'm just, I, I nerd out and just little tidbits of information. But in our conversation, you're, you're in my conversation. It came up 
in my mind that uh, on Tuesday, Tuesday, February 23rd, it mm-hmm. said that studies have shown that using Twitter is more addictive than cigarettes. Yeah. I believe it. I, my daughter's 14, and um, and for one, I would never want her driving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, not your in, car. Not in any short period of time. Um, yeah. But uh, I... I see it in her. I mean, it's just like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours can go by and nothing yeah. has been accomplished. It's just TikTok, 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 or Twitter or, you know, Facebook or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I've even noticed it. I'm a little old school. When I go to lunch, I actually have conversations with people around. You know, if I go to a happy hour, I'm just talking and it's not necessarily networking. I mean, I'm not trying to jam business down people's throat. That's not really how I operate. But um, man, you'll, you'll be sitting at a lunch and it's like, you've got a table of six people. And then this isn't just young kids. I mean, it's to the point now where, I mean, you've got 40 and 50 year old people having lunch and nobody's talking to each other. And it's like, what, it's almost like a giant game of FOMO. It's like, what are you really gonna miss? Yeah. Um, Cause again, having everything from executives on your, on your social media to those people that I talked about that grew up in, you know, or that are in North Dakota, I mean, the way of life's a little bit different. So it's like, you know, what are you actually going to miss other than this opportunity to actually have a conversation with an individual who may be able to assist you or you can assist them? Because like someone was saying, sometimes just saying hi and smiling at somebody can change their entire day. Totally. Um, but it's really hard to do that when you've got your face stuck in your phone. Um, yeah. And I There's think actually it's... a really funny video on YouTube of a girl uh, texting and she trips and falls into a fountain at the mall. <laughs> like, it's just like, are you that involved in what you're saying? And, and Twitter is an interesting one because it's, <laughs> you know, it's like literally gives you the ability to probably share information that you, that you wouldn't have an actual conversation because you would probably rationalize. I shouldn't be saying this in public. So it's definitely an interesting place to hang your hat. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, uh, for our viewers and listeners, I met Jeremy about 30 minutes ago, uh, and we are just getting to know each other through this coffee call on Coffee with Humans, which is just that. It's strangers uh, who, over the course of a conversation, become friends. Uh, Jeremy, I've got a question for you. Do you like games? Define games. Do you want to play games? Like video games? <laughs> Are you talking like video games? Uh, sure. Do you want to play a game with me? Sure. Okay. Uh, I asked you before the broadcast whether you had a pad of paper and a pen. And so we are going to play Whatchamadrot. Now, here's how this operates. Uh, we are going to get a card. I'll click the button here to uh, advance to the, my sample card. It'll, a card will come up on the screen. It'll look something like this. Draw a frog sit in a, sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. So then you and I will have a minute to draw the frog, uh, whatever that means to you, sitting in a canoe headed for a waterfall. When we're done, we will uh, show our cards to the screen, and then uh, we can vote. You can vote for yourself, too. If you think you did the best job, uh, you can certainly vote for yourself uh, okay. as part of this. Okay? You ready for our first card? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, 
draw a princess eating peanuts while dancing with a frog prince. <laughs> draw a princess eating peanuts while dancing with a frog prince. Uh, princess eating peanuts. Um, I'm really bad with drawing people. Uh, princess eating peanuts. Uh, oh, this is rough. Uh, she looks hungry. My actually, my princess looks a little scared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to ever look scared, but it's she's looking scary right now. Uh, dancing. How does she dance with the? Well, for our viewers, uh, we are just drawing this. We're going to vote on who's who drew the better picture here in just a minute. Ten seconds. Uh, oh, princess boy. eating peanuts. Where are the... I don't Three, know how she got the peanuts. Two, one. Aye. Okay, time's up. Time's up. Okay. Uh, let's see here. All right. Um, princess eating peanuts. Uh, I don't think I did a great job. I'm going to go first because I forced you into this game. Yep. Uh, here's mine. Princess eating peanuts while dancing with a frog prince. You, you can't really see that that's a frog, I don't think. Yeah. Um, it's more like that a looks like a hamster. Hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Well, I mean, if you're throwing peanut shells on the ground, maybe, maybe a squirrel. <laughs> See, and I, I didn't quite make it to the peanut part. Okay. So. Oh, that is a good-looking princess. You'd actually know she was a princess, and you'd actually know that was a frog. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to actually have to give you the win on that one <laughs> because I could actually see that that was a princess and I could see it was a frog. I don't even know what I was drawing. It's just a scared. It's like a scared ah, face. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I would say my princess looks a little ghastly, um, but, you know, a minute to draw. That's that's a pretty uh, that's a healthy ask. On the photograph, it you know what it really it is. It. This is this is uh, testing all of the forty-one years of your skills and abilities. In this moment, yeah. what did it? <laughs> what is what was it all for? That's the question that we can answer. That's right. With this, all right, you ready for our second one? I may have to grab another sheet of paper. Uh oh. Yeah. Let's see here. Draw a tree made of burritos, tacos, hot dogs, hamburgers, and pizza. You can draw it on the back. Draw a tree yeah. made of burritos, tacos, hot dogs, hamburgers, and pizza. All right. Oh, this is terrible. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. This is awful. What an embarrassment. Once. 30 oh. seconds. What an embarrassment of a picture. 
I don't know how to draw a taco. <laughs> I definitely oh. know how to eat them. <laughs> I ordered a chicken burrito the other night, and it came with just that, just chicken. Oh, Nothing nice. Else. Not Sounds good. Ten seconds. Three, two. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Oh, oh, this is embarrassingly bad. Draw a tree made of burritos, tacos, hot dogs, hamburgers, and pizza. Oh, I. You want me to go first? Yeah, you you go first. This is. I drew it on the bottom. Oh, see, you can see pizza. There's a hamburger. There's a there's a hot dog. I can see the taco and the burrito. I don't know. It looks like an envelope, but yeah, that's that's just me. That's just me. But you know what? I'm not uh, I'm not hating on that because um, you ready for this gorgeous yeah. drawing. <laughs> there you go. This is a tr- tree with pizza um, maybe a army helicopter flying next to it. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> it's it, it may be like a hot dog taco. <laughs> if listen, if you'd never, if you didn't know what this thing was, if you didn't know that it was a tree made of burritos, uh, and hot dogs and hamburgers and pizza, you'd never know what this thing was. This is a terrible picture. You know, it actually reminds me, um, you know, in parks now where they have those big chain link spinny things, oh, it kind of looks God. like that. And maybe that blurry thing is one of the kids flying off the top because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. This is awful. All right. Well, <laughs> you are wasting me today. Uh, I'm actually trying to. I mean, if anybody was wondering, is Jason trying? Yes. I'm trying. I'm not just trying to throw you a bone here. I appreciate that. Uh, Play to win, man. Play to win. There you go. Ready? Third one. Third and final drawing. We'll see who wins. Draw an ice cream cone sitting on top of a bike playing the trumpet. Is the bike playing the trumpet or the ice cream cone? We'll leave that for your interpretation. Yeah. That's not a trumpet. Oh, nuts. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a megaphone. <laughs> there you go. Oh, no. This is not good. Ice cream cone sitting on top of a bike playing the trumpet. All right, go ahead. Oh, you know what? I thought I was going to do better than you this time, but I'm changing that. 
<laughs> That's really good. I can see the. I can see you. Like you even have hands for how to hold a trumpet. Yeah. Um, well, after I drew the horn first and realized it didn't look like a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, here's maybe here's a bugle. Mine. I started with first a megaphone on the front, but turned that quickly into a light. Um, and like then it. you'll notice that I went with the standard cone instead of the sugar cone. Yeah. Um, and three scoops. Have, three scoops. And I've not addressed the issue of how the trumpet is staying in the, in the ice cream cone's mouth. It's a magical world. I think I got to give you the win on the third one, too. I don't know. That one was pretty decent. I, 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 that one was good. I I am a disappointing drawer when I try to draw fast. I'm a disappointing drawer anyhow, I think. But um, Yeah, I've got a jam. six-year-old that I spend a lot of time doing art with. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she likes to draw a lot. Aww. Six, that's so. a fun, that's a fun age. It is, it is, and... She's uh, a very intelligent little girl, so um, almost to a, the point where it's scary. Oh, uh, that's the when worst. She started, when she started kindergarten, she went for about two weeks and then came home and opened up one of my books and started reading it, and I got okay. really nervous. So that's great, though. I I yeah. think that's fantastic. I yeah. curious curious kids are are great. I was a curious kid, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, I was I was always like researching something or tormenting the animals from the creek. Uh, that it was, happens. Oh man! I in fact I tried to dam up the creek once. I I probably can't get in trouble for this forty years later, thirty five years later, whatever. But I tried to dam up the creek because I thought I don't know why I thought that. I thought this is a great idea, and so we we got uh, my friend and I <laughs> got um, <laughs> cement mix. <laughs> oh. And poured it into the creek, of course. Um, I don't like, we didn't have Google back then. We didn't know, we couldn't like just, you know, go on the internet and be like, how do I make a cement dam? Mm-hmm. We couldn't do that. So we just, we just poured it in there and it ended up, you know, a lot of it went downstream, but then some of it, cl- you know, collected and like fell to the ground. It's like, it was a mess. We destroyed the yeah, but you know what? We weren't the worst offenders because one of our neighbors was emptying soap uh, out the out the laundry, just right into mm-hmm. it. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen a lot of caustic materials be dumped on the ground in, in places. Um, you know, I always found it interesting looking back when you grow up in a farming community. Um, the chemical that you're putting onto the food is not supposed to touch your skin, nor should you breathe it in, but then you ingest it down the line. Um, right. It used to be one of my big arguments for organic fields because of course, Colorado is a very health conscious state. Mm-hmm. And I would always ask people, I said, what do you think the difference is between an organic and a non-organic field? I said about the width of a pickup truck because you could drive between them. And so I said, when you spray, what do you think happens? It's just like any other moisture. It goes back up and falls over time how organic is it? You know what I mean? So it's definitely interesting. Well, one of the things that was on your mind, um, when you, when you, uh, one, when you click the button to have coffee was this idea of community. And, Mm -hmm. 
and and I asked you then if there was a if there was a if your life were a novel, what would one of the chapters be called? And you said uh, it took me forty one years to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, which is an I, uh, interesting sentiment. I think a lot of folks feel that way. Um, that's like, hey, I'm just come kind of coming into my coming into my groove here. I thought forty was old, but I'm coming into my groove at forty years old. No, it it, it definitely is interesting. Um, you know, that's why I tell people experience a lot of things. People get so hung up on their own personal stuff, and it, and it goes back again to that phone addiction and all those things I was talking about. You know, you're so busy, tied up into a, a, a fake world, where you know sometimes. You know, and I've been guilty of this before too. You go on vacation and you don't actually start your vacation until about two days in because yeah. it takes you that long to dislodge yourself from everything else. Totally. Um, but I'm also one of those guys that, you know, YOLO is almost like a, a written rule. Um, you know, you go on vacation, let's not put limits on this. Let's see what happens. Well, clearly so, if you're, t- if you're one of your mottos is, uh, you know, and, do anything short of a felony. Is that something you'd tell your daughter though? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, again, <laughs> you know, if you know me, I'm kind of a joke around type of individual. Uh-huh. Um, obviously a felony is something that'll sit on your record forever. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, people are so scared to do things and I don't mean illegal things. It's just like, you're 20 years old. Your earning potential is not that high try all the things you like, you know, why be locked into a, uh, something doing it for 40 years. And then at the end you regret every single year of it. Um, you know, and, and, and experience things like get out and really, really enjoy what life has to offer. And, you know, I mean, it'd be a shame if you were stuck on your cell phone driving through Colorado Springs and didn't realize you have one of the most beautiful mountains in the, in the, in the world right outside the window but you're busy playing Roblox or, you know, trying to uh, work your way through someone calling you dumb on, on a, on a post. So it's, you know, there's a, there's a quote today from uh, Gary V in his book, um, crush it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I, I'm not sure how I came across it. It might've been LinkedIn or something like that. And it talked about how, you know, by not caring what people think, it frees you up to just do what you want to do and live your life. And then mm-hmm. uh, he also talked about this idea of it, uh, it would be better to try 10 times and fail seven than to try only three and and uh, be successful in all of them uh, because of the amount of learning and the amount of experiences that you can gain mm-hmm. by, through through those failures. Well, I mean, I look at it this way. Um, high school was easy. I get to college first semester. I'm on academic probation. Why? Because I, you know, I didn't realize nobody was going to make me go to class that first semester. <laughs> so I didn't. Like, there was fun to be had. Um, but, you know, I see that a lot. Um, he he's an interesting guy to me. He's got a lot of really good points. Um, sometimes he gets discredited. I mean, you, you look at that guy's history and he spent the better part of his twenties and thirties, basically in his parents' liquor store doing nothing but working incessantly. He didn't have a social life. I mean, it would be interesting to see 
him in a private setting, because obviously there is a, a bit of showmanship that goes with that. If he does have a regret for literally burying himself, I mean, that was essentially his social media was growing that store. Um, cause he ate, breathed, lived it every single day, all day long. And, you know, it's just interesting to hear how he talks now because now he's got freedom and then people discredit him because he's wealthy. But, you know, I, I know a lot of business people that have failed and done poorly, got back up. Um, and you know, not everything's successful. Right. Um, it's kind of like going to Vegas and gambling. You can go a hundred times, you win 10 grand once, but they don't talk about the hundred thousand they lost on the other nine trips. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of one of those things. Um, people want to cherish the fun, but you know, those, the, all the lessons are learned from the L's. How do you apply those, those principles in your own life of, uh, kind of pushing the envelope and trying new things? Well, God blessed me with ADHD, so pushing the envelope is kind of in my blood. Um, you know, even as a kid, I was that one. I saw the giant hill and thought, how fast can I go on the bike? But you didn't take into account the, the metal fence at the end of the, the road. Um, you were just flying down the hill. So similar situation. I mean, I think accountability is a huge thing. So, you know, failure is failure. Um, real genuine good people, in my opinion, show their grit when they take responsibility for the decision they made. Um, you know, if you want to try something risky, just understand the risk. And if you're willing to do it, then, then so be it. Um, and that's how I've always approached everything. And, you know, I've, I've been told I'm a little unorthodox in my approach at times, but most of the time, if I'm in like, for instance, in a meeting, cause I do work quite a bit. I mean, it's just that Midwestern piece of me. Um, most people are going to remember the conversation we had because it can get out in left field real quick. <laughs> and especially, you know, depending on the amount of sleep you get and what's going on around you, like it's squirrel city over here. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, as we're winding down on our time here in Colorado Springs, where would you, where's your go-to place to hang out for dinner or drinks? Uh, there's, there's some really cool stuff here. Um, T-Birds Tacos is a place that I really enjoy. Um, great atmosphere, great people, great food. Um, you know, it's, I tend to lean more towards the small hometown, you know, local type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because in the Midwest, I mean, Applebee's and Chili's was like the big, you know, that's every Saturday and Sunday, those places are packed. But right. um, they're one that I definitely lean on. I think they're just great people, great ownership. Um, that's probably the place where I would spend most of my time. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens if I walk out of my office, I'm pretty much in their building. So it also helps. Yeah, right. Proximity. Yep. Well, that's cool, so, man. How about yours in Chicago? Um, you know, uh, Rockford has a handful of spots which are which are pretty good. Um, some are are a, like above average, uh, mm -hmm. but it's there's a place called Social. It's downtown Rockford. Um, okay. That the principle of it is these long communal tables where you sit, you know, with other folks. The food and the drinks are top notch. Really, really good. A little pricey, mm -hmm. how? Uh, but if you're, if there's 
there is a taco place. If we're talking tacos, there is a taco uh, place called um, I'm going to butcher this, but it's it's something like La Esquinita de Oro. Okay, it's attached to a uh, grocery store. Best tacos in town. Authentic, delicious, simple, inexpensive. It's like a buck fifty a taco. So hmm. so good. Great guacamole. Great chips. Just I I, I could rock that stuff out. Yeah, <laughs> but very yeah. few people know it's there. Uh, at least in my you know in, in the, the majority of my friend groups, um, it's just kind of tucked away in a little strip mall. You'd have no idea really that it was there unless you you know frequent the Mexican grocery store. Yeah. No, I. There's some really good authentic stuff out there. I mean, if you dig deep enough, it's, it's fun. Um, I kind of miss that part of the Midwest at times. I used to work for a company based out of Chicago and had some really good food out there. Um, and I helped keep one hot dog place in town open for probably a year based on my (laughs) inability to say no to a Chicago dog. Right. So, or like seven at that point, but it was a good time. I mean, you, you can't, simulate those those peppers that i mean he literally imports everything from chicago oh yeah the i mean even down to the beef for the hot beef sandwiches like it is top notch for sure yeah it's it's cool however but every every region kind of has their own their own foods i was down in austin years ago and i and was introduced to texas barbecue which is unlike any barbecue that you could ever hope to have even people who say they have texas barbecue in like northern illinois do not have texas barbecue yeah no we uh there was actually this conversation um we had a place that moved in that i won't say the name but it was kind of viewed like um uh what was the name of that beer from uh foster's australian for beer if you talk to anybody from australia they're like that's like the equivalent of having the white can that says beer on it Right. Um, this particular pace is the last place you would go for barbecue. It kills up here. But if you talk to anybody from Texas, they're like, yeah, that's where you go when there's nowhere else to go. So, and, and one gal actually said that it reminds her of a 99 cent scoop Chinese place, like on the side of a gas station where you're kind of taking your, your, uh, digestive health into your own hands. <laughs> you just never know whether it's going to end poorly. So um that was an interesting conversation too but that barbecue in texas is insane yeah something totally different well we we're our time's up here on coffee with humans but jeremy uh if i get out to colorado springs anytime soon which i keep talking about and have not yet done it uh but uh we'll get over to t-birds tacos and enjoy some yeah there hey the margaritas are great (laughs) all righty i love a good margarita well, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining me on Coffee with Humans. Thanks. I appreciate you for having me. All right, man. Well, to our viewers right, and thanks. listeners, check out another episode of Coffee with Humans. This is my new friend, Jeremy. We met about an hour ago, uh, and you've been invited to our live conversation where we got to know each other. Strangers becoming friends, making the world a better place. We'll check you next time. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have, meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls.
This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. CoffeeWithHumans.com.